Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are the podcast about the worst, crappiest books, movies, television, uh, mostly books. But today we are reading the science fiction classic, Left Behind, fantasy classic, a classic children's book. What's the most insulting genre for this book? <laughs> God, can I say, like, New Age? Comedy? Mad Libs? <laughs> Mad Libs? <laughs> <laughs> You could, you could just fill in the blank, and, you know, pretty much I think this could fit any religion if you just substitute a few <laughs> so, so we're reading Left Behind, the first book of the Left Behind series. In our case, the last book of the Left Behind series. Uh, if you like pain and want to read along with us, you can get the audiobook for free by going to audiblepodcast.com. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E podcast.com slash read it and weep. All of our name with those spaces. Anyway, go there, sign up for a membership. It's totally free, and you get to keep your free book even if you cancel in the first week, and we would love you for it. So uh, feel free to do that. You can also sign up for them and get a free book that's better than this one. Yeah. Beat the system. Uh, this is the first half of Left Behind. Let me introduce you today. we got a great panel for you. Uh, first of all, he's the captain of a 747, determined to have a third grade level affair with a flight attendant. It's Ezra. <laughs> I'm just turned on by women that are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of which, he's that flight attendant. It's Chris. <laughs> hey, I'm going to pretend to be friendly, but when crisis hits, I don't know you anymore. <laughs> 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 and uh, my name, of course, is Alex, but everybody calls me Buck because I like to buck the tradition of complicated characters. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so before oh, before we get started on the show today, we have uh, I wanted to give a quick shout out to a Facebook commenter, a uh, comment on our Facebook page from Channing, and Channing said that he received uh, as a present once uh, a the Left Behind the movie, the board game. Whoa. And I'm totally going to gonna buy it. And then maybe the three of us, we could sit down together sometime and, and play it and film it. And then we could release that as Left Behind, the movie, the board game, the movie. Yeah. Uh, and we could have some crisp editing and zero Kirk Camerons. <laughs> <laughs> That business out of the way, what do we usually do first? We usually do a compliment sandwich first. So in talking about Left Behind, we probably each have one, maybe two nice things to say about it. So we're going to do those at the beginning and the end. The beginning and the end. We call it a compliment sandwich. Starting us off today by who showed up latest on the phone call is going to be Ezra. <laughs> I think the thing I love about this is it showed me how how great cell phones have made our lives. <laughs> because honestly, about two hours of this uh, of this book so far... Just taken up by someone waiting by the phone, or then you know, like calling. But then there's oh no, wait, no call waiting, and just you know, they can't get through. <laughs> well, maybe that's since the book was written in '95, and uh, yeah. obviously nobody's been raptured in the last 14 years. So, or 15 years. Wow. Uh, so, happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, happy New Year. <laughs> anyway, hey. anyway, so it's been 15 years, and no one's been raptured. Was my point, right? We're, right. And we're in such a better position also to be raptured. I mean, like, I'm, I feel much, much more able to take on the world, the apocalyptic world, uh, than I was when I was... Uh... To, to be non-raptured, you mean? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking around. Yeah. <laughs> There's some good stuff. Yeah, uh, and I'm about two-thirds more godless than I was 15 years ago. Yeah, me too. So I'm, I'm feeling good. Well, so given that, I love that God waited until we had the technology to handle ourselves a little better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have a smartphone. Just try and fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, well, I mean, depending on what city you live in, that may or may not work in a crisis, but I, there's so many options. I mean... Well, there's a map for that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, moving right along, I guess that makes it Chris, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to shoot forth the most obvious compliment, I think, that anybody has about this book, is that, if nothing else, LaHaye and Jenkins make up badass names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just took the B-movie name thing. What we have are Rayford Steele, 747 <laughs> pilot. Now, if you're named Rayford Steele, no, you do not fly a Piper Cub, all right? You fly <laughs> the largest fucking plane because you are Rayford Steele. You got some salt and pepper hair. You got it going on. He's got a good jawline. I can just tell. He's got a good jawline, and he looks great in a short-sleeved collar neck. Yeah. <laughs> There's also Cameron Buck Williams. Yeah. Now, you're going to forget that his first name is Cameron because they only mention it once because everybody else just calls him Buck. And you wonder, why is he called Buck? Oh, wait, because he's the plucky reporter who is – He likes to buck tradition. That was literally what they explained yeah. for calling him Buck. No one has ever come up with a nickname that way. No. That's not how we do it. We don't do la- – no one, no one does that. We do it because you got drunk and fucked a deer. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's how nicknames happen. <laughs> and then you're like, what'd you do last night, Cameron? It's like, I don't know. Well, I got pictures. Buck. <laughs> <laughs> you can't forget there's also Steve Plank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also the love interest is Hattie Durham. One letter off from Hottie Durham. Yeah. Hattie the Hottie. I had a slightly different reading on the name scheme. I thought that what they were implying was during the rapture, the only people left behind will be porn stars. Yeah, right? Chloe Steele? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) When Buck Williams and Naughty Hottie Durham hit hook up, I mean, that's a movie. And that's a movie you can definitely watch after the rapture. (laughs) My compliment, I always, so I always hone in on food and jokes. Which one do you want me to do first? Food. Food, okay. So for my first compliment is, okay, so after the rapture happens and Rayford Steele, the pilot, lands and comes into his house and his wife is gone because it turns out she's a religious nut now. And he uh, he goes in and he, he decides that he's hungry, so he fixes himself a dinner of whiskey and cookies. <laughs> and uh, yep. I, okay, this is why I like apocalyptic literature and movies, because when the apocalypse happened, the rules change. Like on a normal day, you'd be like, whiskey and cookies for dinner, that's a bad idea because tomorrow I'm going to regret it. But there might not be a tomorrow, so whiskeys and cookie it is. <laughs> it's acceptable. It has the major food groups. <laughs> because, you know, he was grieving. You know, a man gets what a man wants, and sometimes what a man wants is cookies and to renew his lapsing alcoholism. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got to say, you know, in full disclosure, I got home uh, from a trip today and I was anticipating this podcast. So I just ate two bowls of ice cream and I'm starting on a box of cookies. I don't think it's going to stay around. <laughs> Chris, you eat like it's the apocalypse every day, I think. It's because it is, Ezra. It's <laughs> it's 2010. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, before we get into our insult meat of this compliment sandwich, we would like to summarize the plot. Now, uh, we actually put out the call the other day to have one of our listeners call in and summarize, but it turns out all the people who had read this book 
mysteriously disappeared. Uh, <laughs> so God didn't necessarily take the people who had read this book, but what happened was these people went off and killed themselves from having read this book. <laughs> Since we've been training ourselves against this poison for so many years, we're still alive. And thus, Chris, I'm counting on you to summarize this book. I'm focused. I'm centered. I have a good constitution. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. So this book, I think it takes place in an, kind of a, a reimagined 1995 or kind of an alternate uh, history thing going yeah. on yeah. where it's kind of – what they're trying to do is set up end times, capital E, capital T. So Israel is now powerful because they invented some super science where you can grow agriculture in sand and they're you know <laughs> doing really well. There's three world currencies. I mean it's everything is pointing towards them constructing a large tower up in the space and calling it – Babel for some yeah. reason. Um, anyway, we we enter in on Rayford Steele, the captain of a 747, and he's he's flying his flight. Everything's groovy, and all of a sudden, about a third of his crew or a third of his passengers disappear. Um, and it turns out, all over the world, people are disappearing, and it appears to be only the good Christians. So it's up to Rayford Steele, the flight attendant he has a crush on, Hattie. And apparently some passenger named Buck Williams, who works for the Global Weekly, which is like time only. If more people read time. <laughs> yeah, if more people read time, because people seem to think he has some sort of cachet that it's like he works for, you know, uh, no, I can't think of anybody reading anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was back in 95 when people still read. So you got to. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I mean, this is the weirdest thing about the book, though. This weird, like, past, future, present thing that they're talking about is that it's clear that they don't have any imagination about the future because he's... Because like, <laughs> they like, still have dial-up. I mean, yeah, he's still, he was like, oh, if only I could find dial-up internet for my modem. So that happens. But then they're like, we've gotten three world currencies already. Yeah, and, and Russia is in a position to do anything. Uh, <laughs> Russia <laughs> is a thing. Romania has an up-and-comer who yeah, uh, just well, might be the Antichrist. Just yeah. might be. Just might be. On the strength that he's uh, the president of Romania. Okay, so then... They have to land the plane in Chicago, so Rayford Steele lands the plane perfectly, despite how difficult it was, and they all get home somehow to grieve about their lost family members because they all knew somebody who was Christian. The thing is, it's worldwide. They say millions of people worldwide, but you know, when you say worldwide, it would have been obvious if <laughs> only the Christians disappeared. Catholic right? countries don't seem to be affected. Yeah, yeah. Muslim countries. Italy, Italy doesn't give a shit. India's like, what, what's Goodyear's talking about? This is not, not even a exactly, story. Exactly, like. What what is this? The one guy in Iraq, you know, goes yeah. away. Okay. You know, but what? <sighs> and yeah. all kids also, right? All, also and kids. all all children uh, young enough to not know masturbation yet, <laughs> or to have done it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so far they're not really doing much. Like Rayford is trying to become a better Christian and get his daughter to be a better Christian. Buck is made it back to New York uneventfully. You know, because everything works out for him. He he has some superpowers where he has like a lot of money hidden in secret pockets. Yep. Yes. He also uh, faked his own death. He faked his own death and is really good at MacGyvering modems. Yeah, and he's looking. <laughs> he's he's working on the story of the Antichrist, even though he doesn't know it yet. That's sort of his thing. And and we know he's the Antichrist because it's the only way anyone would ever care about anyone from Romania. Well, unless unless they want a gold medal in women's gymnastics. <laughs> Right, and the rest of the time is spent with people exp like with explaining the religious connotations of what's going on. Like at one at one point, uh, Mr. Steele goes to a preacher who just explains everything but page numbers, exactly what's happened so far, and how it ties into the ridiculous piece of text that is the Book of Revelation. They actually go so far because they have their token straw man skeptic in the room <laughs> yes. who wants to ask questions. He's like, "Hang on." Don't ask any questions. Don't interrupt me. I'm just going to tell my story, and then you can tell me what you think. And then he goes on for about 
I don't know, 30 to 40 minutes. Saying nothing particularly persuasive. Right, and then the token straw man skeptic goes, oh, I see. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I think my favorite thing that I want to zone in on is this weird, bizarro 1995. (laughs) Like you're mentioning... There's still modems and dial-up internet, but there's this weird three-currency, weird financial situation. Might go down to even one currency. Might go to one currency. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Why does God hate exchange rates? I don't understand this. <laughs> God doesn't like transaction fees when he buys things in Canada. All right? <laughs> well, no, I mean, if God's aware of everything, right? He's aware of every single conversion. That's so annoying. Oh, there must be a lot of conversions. <laughs> well, you know, they say the devil is in the details. So I guess by getting rid of these uh, currencies, you're basically getting rid of the devil. You're tracing out all the details. Is that why this book treats its world with the, all the delicacy of blunt force trauma? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it still does not need details. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many things that it just kind of glosses over. Whatever reason, it says, yep, and Israel's the most powerful nation in the world now. Israel. Because of fertilizer. Because... Because of fertilizer. Yeah. The, the thing about Israel is so crazy because, like, Israel invents a, a new kind of fertilizer that makes anything grow there. And instantly, all the problems with the Arab countries around there are instantly solved. All the Palestinians are totally fine with it. Everyone's happy. <laughs> except for the evil Russians who want to kill everyone. Except for the Russians. It's not like Saudi Arabia. It's not Hamas. No, everyone just wants some good fruit. <laughs> everyone's like, ooh, I wouldn't care for a date. <laughs> There's a car bomber in the West Bank who's like, ooh, cherries, never mind. <laughs> if only I could get some affordable raspberries. That <laughs> makes me not want to kill myself. <laughs> 72 virgin daiquiris, that's what I like. <laughs> Hello, new world, here we come on the Twinkie trains with the hood screaming, we on our way, can't forget where I come from. So I'm just going to point this out also, guys. I mean, like, being raptured is supposed to be kind of awesome, right? It's like, you have to go to heaven, right? It's yeah. an eternal reward. I mean, I don't know about about you guys, but I'd feel kind of kind of a little guilty if everyone I cared about actually happened to be burning on Earth. Yeah, I'd be like, man, this is this is a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, what's kind of fun is that we're still in the in between stage between rapture and fire falls from the heavens. Basically, what he's created in the meantime is just a really awkward travel situation. <laughs> Yeah, it is a really awkward travel situation. Jesus took everybody away and made your flight get canceled. <laughs> that's all that's really going on. I'm I'm excited for the actual like post-apocalyptic, but right now it's just like interesting. How would we function if half of the people in America who have low-skill labor jobs disappeared? <laughs> <laughs> who would drive my bus? Also, okay, so the actual physical process of getting left behind uh, or of leaving people behind, of getting raptured is you disappear instantly. But your clothes become neatly folded in a pile where you left them. I have so many questions about this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so, so think about it this way. Question. If you're on the toilet pooping, all right, and you're like, you're halfway through pooping, does your poop come with you or not? <laughs> all right. So half the poop falls and the other half goes with you? Half the poop gets neatly folded. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Alternately. Yeah, okay, alternatively, like, you know, so if it does get left behind, right, then does, like, the poop, like, you know, in your intestines, does that get left behind also? I'm going to assume, okay, this is just my guess. God isn't, like, all, he's all good, right? My guess is he doesn't do poo. That's just his, that's where he draws the line. I don't touch poo. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's one question. Uh, Feelings, uh, you know, like, those kinds of things. I was wondering, actually, also, if someone's having sex with someone, right? Yeah. 
and they just like disappear like and you know it, it had to have happened i mean just the odds are right right there must be some some like you know like marriage sanctioned sex in fact, I think the odds are some, somebody somewhere was having sex with a deer when this happened. <laughs> <laughs> you know, is heaven now filled with you know a bunch of naked people in the middle of sex? <laughs> also, right, is heaven now just like filled with fetuses? <laughs> yeah. So what is heaven for a fetus? I mean, it's just warm goo, right? Yeah. I mean, they're they're pretty happy before. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like everybody has sort of their own vision of what eternal happiness would be, and I. I Except fetuses. I don't know what they're looking for. No, it's just like, you know, warm environment, not many coat hangers. <laughs> I mean, the thing I like about all of this is that it's so much of a crapshoot of just how old you are when rapture strikes. You know? <laughs> right? Like, it doesn't really matter, like, how good of a life you will lead, you know, or would have led. But it's just like, you know, if you were, like, 10 or under, yeah. when the rapture hits, bam, heaven. Otherwise, <laughs> ooh, bad times for you, buddy. Yeah. But it's like, what if you were like a really earnest 15-year-old and you got raptured <laughs> and you're like, oh, man. The other thing was that when all the people disappeared on the plane first and their clothes were left behind, now... Maybe I forgot that this is a religious book for a minute, but I thought maybe there was just a secret orgy compartment on a 747 that I didn't know about. <laughs> I love the idea of you wake up in the middle of the night and like 30 people from the plane have disappeared. You're like, oh, I didn't get the orgy memo. It, maybe it's in the safety card. That's why I didn't read it. You really should. The last section is <laughs> <laughs> Also, please use a condom when in the orgy room. <laughs> the condom will jump down. <laughs> in case of orgy. <laughs> the condom will not inflate. <laughs> That's me in the corner That's me in the spot Like losing my religion Trying Okay, so here's a question. So the plane gets to land in Chicago, right? That's the first early on in the story. Yeah. All the other airports in the world are closed except Chicago. What are these Chicago air traffic controllers up to? Because this seems like a bitchin' place to hang out. Is that a supposed dig on Chicago? That everything still works there? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, seriously, how isn't New York or, like, you know, SFO totally just open for business? I can answer this very easily. Um, oh, okay. Have any of you guys ever tried deep dish pizza? <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to say yeah. sinfully good? It, it is too good to be created by God. <laughs> In the afterlife, you could be headed for the serious strike. Now you make the scene all day, but tomorrow they'll be held to pay. Okay, uh, <laughs> I got a question. I want to talk about uh, his wife, about Rayford Steele's wife. Mrs. Rayford Steele? Christian Steele? Yeah. <laughs> Here's my question about Mrs. Rayford Steele. Her character in the book, she's like a woman with permanent obsessions. So she go, like she's always got an obsession, but it changes. She goes through fanatical phases. Like she was into Tupperware. She was in, into Amway for a while. And then eventually she ended up on religion and on this neo-Protestant fringe Christian business. So that doesn't seem like a compliment to her. Or to religion, really. I mean, like, Tupperware is too hard for her to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> she went to religion. I mean, so, like, before this happened, she was sitting around waiting for 
Tupperware Jesus to take her away. <laughs> she got lucky is what she did. She was, that was just good timing of believing in the right thing at the right time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If she had gone and found lawn darts in between, <laughs> totally not raptured. Yeah. Oh. Also, those are illegal in my state. Yeah, lawn darts <laughs> send you to hell. Just <laughs> hell I think. I'm just saying, <laughs> she's walking home from her Tupperware party, right? She passes a, a sign for Amway stuff. She passes like a work from home stuffing envelope sign. She passes a, a quilt knitting store and then a church. It's just dumb luck that she picks the church. Yeah. I mean, I think the lesson is try some crazy shit all your life. At some point, you'll probably go to heaven for something. Yeah. <laughs> and everything goes to hell anyway. Here's the thing that I like. Part of this concept is totally fun for me. Like, I like the idea of basically just following... All the losers is kind of what it's like, you know? So it's yeah. like, um, if this was about not something that anyone in the world actually believed, you know, this was like some kind of like fake made up religion or like a, a, a Mayan religion or something like that, uh, I would be pretty happy with, with checking this out. Like, I think it's kind of a cool thing to walk around, talk to like, you know, the pedophiles and like, oh, yeah, well, I, I touch little boys. I, I kind of know why I'm, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Man, so that makes me think, what if like in real life, since the rapture hasn't happened yet. But what if maybe it turns out this Christian god doesn't exist, but one of the Mayan gods were true? Yeah. There was a Mayan rapture, but just no one noticed? Yeah. <laughs> and Quetzalcoatl <laughs> is just flying around with his serpent feathery snake bits. Yeah, yeah. and he's picking up all of the souls of the three people who remember. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I had two of these ideas, so I had that one, right? It was like, okay, so yeah, rapture happened. You know, it's happening right now. No one gets taken, right? Because no <laughs> one's good enough. And the other one is like, what if the rapture actually happened like maybe 10,000 year years ago? And we're just like the the descendants of everyone that got left behind. Yeah, what if it was just the Anansi people in southwestern United States that all got raptured? Yeah, and we're, we're all the rejects. Everyone on, on the earth right now is a reject. There's some like obscure Indonesian jungle tribe of like 30 people. They just disappeared, but no one had found them yet, so we don't know. Yep, all their leather thongs were found perfectly folded. <laughs> Guys, what if what if it's like the NBA draft? You know, where like <laughs> different gods get to pick their people, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll trade you this guy for a first pick next season. Yeah. <laughs> Just to be named later. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and who, the god that goes first is whoever did the worst in like God softball last year. <laughs> last awesome. place god gets to pick first. There's a penguin god with a hardship clause. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, it's it's still the Detroit Lions. Still the Detroit. <laughs> but, but of course, the Christian God, he's the Yankees. All right, as far as drafts go, just has so much more money, so he just gets to take everybody good. <laughs> Huge signing bonus. Yeah, like Penguin God is stuck with three child molesters and a crazy guy, and he's like, oh. It's going to be another bummer in penguin heaven. <laughs> it's a rebuilding year. <laughs> it's a rebuilding year for penguin heaven. <laughs> I just got to get good merchandising. Good merchandising. <laughs> Fans will come. Although you try to Everything with Jewish people is really strange in this one. There, there's a line that um, Rayford Steele says, quote, I always called myself a Christian because I was raised that way and I wasn't Jewish. Because those are the only options. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I was raised that way. Oh, and by the way, not a Jew. By the way, no. I mean, you know, I'm not there'd be anything yeah. wrong with that, but definitely not me. Because a lot of people are raised Christian but are still Jewish. Yeah, I'm just gonna, yeah, that's a big, yeah. that's a big uh, possibility. Yeah. Might as well say, and I wasn't a panda. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh, did you grow up panda? Oh, I was raised panda, but I'm not really practical. I'm more of a social panda. I'm a cultural panda, and I'm not Jewish. So <laughs> not Jewish. <laughs> yeah, what is going on with the Jews in this book? Because the Holy Land has been blessed by God, and they've invented their new fertilizer. They're rich and powerful, and the Jews are doing great in the world, and yet God has not taken the Jews away. God has kept the Jews there. And they won't get raptured up in, until – well, never, I guess, because well, they haven't accepted Jesus as their personal savior, even though they are God's people. Yeah, I mean, well, this was – I mean, we can kind of read the last part. It's sort of like a um, – it's sort of like a QVC ad with like a ticking timer in the up, to, up top. It's sort of like, well, wait, time's running out. Better convert <laughs> to believing in Jesus, Jews. Get on that shit or else judgment. Bam. We have one million Jews already converted this hour. <laughs> Watch out. Jesus' love was running out fast. Dial now, and we'll throw in a free rapture. <laughs> <laughs> Leave your family and friends behind and feel really smug in heaven. <laughs> Speaking of smugness, so the video. Oh, my God. So one of the preachers at one of these crazy fringe churches, uh, specifically the Tupperware lady liked to go to, uh, he left a video for those left behind during the rapture, which I'm assuming most of them do, which would kind of be an awesome thing to watch this collection of videos after the rapture hasn't happened. Yeah. But so he has this thing about like, hey, well, you're here because the rapture happened and I'm not because I knew better. Now, obviously, it's too late for you, but it's not for me because I saw this. It was so smug. His tape was so na-na-na-na-na was what he was doing the whole time. What um what would you guys put in your rapture video? Um, Single Ladies by Beyonce. That music video was the, one of the best music videos of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I you know I, what I would do is I would look for corporate sponsorships for my Left Behind video, so <laughs> that uh, I could make money now, and then when I'm in heaven, you know, it won't matter anymore. But at least I'll be rich before that. So yeah, yeah. I'm in heaven, no doubt, dining on these delicious manwich sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm ready to compliment and go home. What do you guys think? Yeah, except I have no more compliments. Ooh. Um, I have two. Oh, okay. Actually, I think I probably have one. All right, good. So we're going to go in the reverse order of the way we want to compliments before, which means I'm going to go first. So it turns out I have more com- compliments than I thought I did. So I'm going to read a couple of them really fast. Okay. Okay, so first of all, right after the plane lands in Chicago, in the middle of this like chaos and emergency in the whole world, Buck goes up to the pan-continental boardroom, in quotes, which is the first-class passenger's special separated waiting area. Now, people in the airport are going crazy trying to make phone calls. In the pan-con boardroom, plenty of phones, easy to make phone calls. And I love that this book is reminding us that even in the rapture, in the biggest emergency God could come up with, rich people still get better off. <laughs> well, haven't you seen Up in the Air? I mean, it's it's all about getting miles. And if you haven't gotten miles, then go fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear God thinks that too. Apparently God has watched Up in the Air. <laughs> Second thing that I really I really enjoyed, they're describing all of the different places in the world where crazy things have happened. Like a woman who's in the process of giving birth and then all of a sudden the fetus disappears. <laughs> or the half baby, half fetus disappears. Anyway, yeah. there's another one though that I really like, which is there's a Christian high school Soccer Damn it! Okay, there's a Christian high school and there's a soccer game, and everybody disappears except one guy. 
And I love this because I like picturing a soccer game where your entire team disappears except you. And I picture that guy kind of like looking around, but slowly dribbling up to the goal, getting right in front <laughs> of it, kicking it way harder than necessary, and then being really stoked about himself. <laughs> <laughs> that happened in my head afterwards. I thought that was awesome. I think that's a hilarious situation in general, <laughs> where the one kid realizes that everybody else is just gone. I pictured him doing kind of the, the Charlie Brown walk. The <laughs> he's all, he's so <laughs> oh, just walks, Mike. dribbling a soccer ball, like, oh. <laughs> Well, okay, also, this is assuming that the game was against another Christian high school yeah. who didn't leave anybody behind. Because if it was against my high school, it would have been like, ah, oh, now it's 40 kids who were already <laughs> playing rough against me. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving on, I have a couple quick compliments. Uh, number one, I was titillated at the phrase information superhighway, <laughs> as I am every time it comes up. And indeed, 1995, it's very uh, present and prescient yes. to that time. Additionally, uh, because I'm a total nerd, I totally got excited when they said centripetal force. <laughs> they were describing Buck falling down a slide ramp because he wanted to show everybody how good he was at it because that's just who he is. Yeah. And he slid down, but he did not stick the landing and hit the back of his head because the centripetal force spun him around. So that, that reminds me. So, yeah, so they, they, they land in Chicago. They can't get to the terminal so they have to use the emergency slide to get out of the airplane i've always wanted to jump on one of those yeah me too this is why i love the apocalypse because i never get to jump on an airplane slide under normal conditions i just hope there was a hole in the plane first so then the masks would pop down that's my <laughs> i totally like i want to see if the bag inflates <laughs> me too <laughs> desperately desperately, desperately want to see if I the bag love inflates. the apocalypse everything fun happens <laughs> oh, God, it's so good. Okay, so my last one is uh, – okay, my last half of one is that they say Buck's co-pilot, co-pilot Christopher Smith, kills himself mm-hmm. in this book. Oh, and that's what I wanted to do the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ez, what do you have? Oh, yeah, got it. So I, I was kind of worried that the, um, that the story wasn't holding together really. You know, that it, it felt kind of like you know, there were some things that you know, weren't quite – all there. Oh, I can't imagine why. Well, right. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, we all know the reason, right? Is anything that was a, a good plot piece got taken up to heaven and only the plot holes were left behind. So. <laughs> that must have been what happened. Yeah. Oh. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Read It Weep. This has been episode number 25, right? Wow. Yeah, we're a we're a quarter century of episodes. We're uh, what am I doing with my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're we're reaching our quarter podcast crisis. Uh, well, I know what we're gonna do in the short term. We're gonna read the second half of Left Behind. Once again, you can get it for free by going to audiblepodcast.com/readandweep. Seriously, do that. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks for being here, Chris. Yeah, of course, my pleasure. Thanks for your time, Ez. Good to talk to you. Yeah, this is uh, it's an okay way to spend, um, you know, your time outside of heaven. I'm happy here. <laughs> and uh, assuming this is one of those documents that'll be behind when the rapture actually does come, uh, look for me. I'm probably still here. <laughs> All right, well, anyway, that's that's all we have for this week. Join us again next week. Uh, talk to you later. Bye. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. And I'm not stuffing.
thanks again for listening. You can find us on the web at read-weep.com. Also, make sure you go on to Facebook right now at facebook.com slash readitandweep and be our fan. We need it desperately.